This is Issues 2022. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Wichita City Manager Robert Layton. Welcome to Issues 2022. Thanks, Steve. It's great to be with you. It's been a while since we since we chatted, so I thought maybe you could bring us up to date on a few things. You know, the City Council has put the budget to bed, as we say, for the coming year. Uh, how would you characterize this spending plan? Well, it's a strategic plan. It's one that positions us uh, for some program growth and uh, to address some needs that have been with us for a long period of time. And we're somewhat blessed that our economy has rebounded uh, better than we anticipated uh, post-COVID. And we had the ability to to do some things that the public has asked us to, to address, um, I would say, for the last at least 10 years, especially during the time we were in recession. And and um, more than I'd love to talk about some of those. Well, and you talk about rebounding, the economy rebounding. That has an impact, what, sales tax, uh, uh, revenue on revenue side? Almost all of our revenue sources have come back to 2019 levels or pre-COVID levels. Um, we had substantial growth in the property tax as well as the sales tax, uh, but we saw some good revenues in our utility franchise fees and some of the other um, major uh, fee categories that uh, are, that feed into our budget. Did federal dollars help keep this budget balanced? Yeah, immensely. In fact, I'm not sure what we would have done without the federal dollars uh, for COVID relief. We received about $71 million in ARPA funds, and that allowed us to move forward with some capital projects to backfill for early revenue losses that we experienced in 20 and 21, and then uh, to put $20 million back into the community to help uh, jumpstart economic growth, uh, housing growth, and uh, deal with some food insecurity issues. And what is the, the as you let's look at the, the bottom line on, on the budget, how much is the budget uh, for one year? As far as just so, our our entire budget is about six hundred six hundred and twenty four million dollars. Our general fund budget, which finances a lot of our basic services, that's about two hundred and seventy six million of that mm-hmm. six twenty four. Does the city actually carry any debt? Yes, we do. Why and what's that for? I mean, <laughs> well, because um, we finance uh, projects that have long lives, and for instance, when we build a street, that street should have a life a life expectancy of about 50 years, and it doesn't make sense to, to use all current dollars for an asset that will have such a significant life. If we used only our current revenue streams, we wouldn't be able to um, move forward with a lot of the capital projects that our residents ask us to, uh, to accomplish, and that would be especially in areas like uh, uh, streets, yeah. um, some park improvements. So actually, you, you, uh, incur, that, you incur that in the capital fund, you know? Right, in the ca- exactly. And it's no different than getting a mortgage on your house, right? Um, it's, it would be impossible for most of us to be able to buy our houses if we had to pay for cash uh, on day one for oh. the house. Now, how much did the city increase pay for police officers and firefighters? Um, if I remember, Steve, I, I, I think it was about, well, we're just finishing negotiations on firefighters. With police, I think it was a 4% increase along with what we call step movement, which for many employees that are newer with us would be an additional two and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is there a is there a danger of a uh, shortage of public safety workers? In other words, fire and police. 
I don't know that I use the word danger, but yes, we are facing challenges in terms of getting both uh, new police officers as well as new firefighters. In the police department, the uh, problem is a little more unique in that we can our, our recruiting classes aren't as big as they used to be, but we're getting more in the door than maybe some other departments, but we're having a hard time retaining them after, say, two, three, four years. And so when we built our contract, with our uh, police uh, union, we had some signing bonuses that, uh, or actually they were retention bonuses to make sure that we could keep uh, uh, talented police officers and uh, get them well established into careers. What about other city employees? Do you have more job openings than usual? Uh, the labor market seems a little weird right now out there. It, it really is. We're like every other employer, whether small or, lar- or large, right? Our our pools, of when we recruit for open positions, are a lot smaller. Uh, we are carrying, um, I'm, I think it's over 250 open positions right now. And these are positions that are authorized in the budget. The money is there, but we're just struggling to get uh, qualified candidates to come in and to fill those vacancies. And that it seems so weird because the, the local quote, unemployment rate is just a little over three, three and a half percent. And it's, uh, but where, do we have enough people out there to fill the jobs our economy? Well, I, you know, I, I think a couple of things happen. Obviously, you know, we've, we've read a lot about how uh, the pandemic changed people's view of work and, and uh, you know, work-life uh, balance. And so people are looking for something a little different in in jobs. But on top of it, we do have a low unemployment rate. And so just like the aviation companies, um, you know, we're struggling to make sure that um, we can get people uh, who find our work attractive and are willing then to come and, uh, and, you know, hopefully commit to a career with us. Oh, you know, I know several guys who, uh, friends, uh, uh, people my age that, that, Got in the fire department 20, 20, 30 years ago and and really had second jobs, made a fine living and with good benefits and retired after about 20 years. Uh, they're not dumb people. I mean, <laughs> oh, no. that's a good, yeah. a good way to go for some folks, you know? Well, I, I, I wasn't sure where you're going with uh, your comment, but I, <laughs> you know, I would tell you that when we do citizen surveys, the fire department gets the top ranking usually from our public. They, people really value the work that our firefighters do, and I think it is a, it's a great profession. And the issue that we had this year as we sat down with the union was making sure that we had competitive uh, pay and comparable pay so that we were paying um, as well or better than other cities in Kansas. And, you know, we're the largest city in Kansas, and we should take that seriously when we're, we're establishing compensation. And when there's such a competition for uh, for the talent pool that's out there, we need to be an employer of choice, and that means you have to have a good uh, pay and benefit plan. Let's let's go back to uh, capital improvements. So, uh, several millions earmarked. Uh, what exactly does that cover? I know it's streets, uh, but what else does it cover? Well, uh, streets and bridges and park improvements and our public buildings, which includes, for instance, upgrades to our uh, branch libraries. That's an example of something that was put in the capital improvement this year. Uh, On the park side, we're going to put in a new 
pickleball complex down on the south side in South Lakes Park, and that will um, provide more opportunities for a, real, a growing sport, both for the local players as well as to attract regional um, events. Uh, but then what I think people forget is we also have significant expenses in our capital program for water and sewer, and we are building one of the um, most significant water treatment plants right now uh, in the country, and we are also going to make substantial upgrades to our sewage treatment plant in the next few years. And those are, uh, like I said, massive projects and, and will require uh, significant capital dollars. But we can't forget what's underground, and so we have to make sure that we keep putting money back into our water and sewer mains. i got to have the pipes for that. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, and it was my next question, uh, the water plant. When is the completion date uh, projected for that? We've got, a, if I remember, at least another year and a half before that's complete. Really? Another year yep. and a half? Wow. Okay. Well, I've, well, I've watched it out there. I see it from time to time when I go out to the west side, and it's amazing. That's going to be quite a, quite a structure. I wonder. It if really you... is. I mean, it's over $500 million, so that'll give you a, and some feel for scale. But it's, um, it, it's overdue in terms of uh, its need, and uh, uh, we have to have a facility that uh, is state-of-the-art and uh, that doesn't um, cause us concerns about ongoing maintenance. Yeah, so we look at what's going on with the Colorado River out west, and the water is just uh, is becoming more and more people, I think, are understanding water is really essential and crucial for every area of the country. Mm. It is, and I think... It's, so that's water supply, and we've done a lot for drought planning, and, I, and I'm a lot more confident today than maybe even 10, 12 years ago in, on our ability to go through a multi-year drought and still have ample water for our residents and our businesses. But I'm also concerned about the infrastructure itself, and that's why we're putting so many dollars into it. I look at what's happening, for instance, in Jackson, Mississippi right yes, now. Yes, And it's been weeks since they've been able to use their drinking water. And we just don't want to get into an uh, incident like that. You uh, you mentioned pickleball. Are you uh, quite a pickleball uh, player then? I am not. Um, but <laughs> it's an interesting sport and one that's, as you know, so popular here. I just, I, I, I'm just laughing because... I'm wondering where that it just got bang. It just got popular all of a sudden, and uh, nobody's even invited me to play. Of course, they know that I'm I'm such an athletic, uh, uh, you know, such an athletic <laughs> wonder. Nobody <laughs> wants to lose to you. No, I understand yeah, nobody that. wants to. Yeah, 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 yeah people well. run away from you. I, I, but I, and we'll just say it's because you're so athletic. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Well, you're listening to Issues 2022 on the Odyssey radio stations, and our guest is Wichita City Manager Robert Layton. And if I miss anything, uh, you, you remind me, okay, because you were saying <laughs> no there are certain problem. things you want to talk about. The city, now the city has hired a firm to audit, or I say audit our police department. They study it, whatever you want to call it. Uh, is that an indication that the social media controversy involving Wichita cops was botched in some way? Well, I don't know that it's fair to say it was botched. In fact, we're bringing them in to take a look at um, maybe lessons learned from that incident. Um, are there things we could have done better? Are there some checks and balances that should be in place that maybe weren't? Uh, but we're looking at, really on a broader scale. It's an operational and cultural assessment of the department. And it's an opportunity for us to look at what we're currently doing and how we can improve it. And I'm hoping that it will provide a uh, blueprint for the new chief uh, when he or she comes into the department 
and um, gives them some thoughts about um, possible reorganizations, some new procedures that would be necessary. And I, what I like about it is, even though it came out of the text messaging incident, it's really more of a proactive um, uh, project, right? Um, we're not reacting to a specific uh, finding, for instance, by the Department of Justice, which so many cities, um, when they go into a project like this, that they're forced to do it because of uh, outside review and a requirement by a federal agency. Now, how will that investigation be done? In other words, will the people be, or the, the audit, will they be able to come in and talk with the rank and file off the record, things like that? Uh, yes, that, that's key, is that they have to be able to get input from uh, people in the department, our uh, rank and file, other employees in the department, but just as importantly, talk to members of the community and get candid feedback from them regarding their perceptions, their interactions with the police department, um, their recommendations for how we should go forward. Uh, and uh, what will you do with the conclusions of the audit then? Well, once we put get the, piece, put it on a big file cabinet and leave it someplace. <laughs> right, that's a pet peeve of mine. I we most of our big projects that we've had here in the last 10 11 years, um, we've made sure that we've made sure that we implement those. Yeah. And uh, so we'll um, once we get the recommendations, we'll categorize all of those and then we'll probably put on on our website and and other locations where it's easily accessible to the public some kind of uh, dashboard that will allow them to monitor our implementation of the recommendations. Now, I want to just talk about the social media for a second. Does the city have a written policy on that uh, uh, and anything on social media for all of your well, employees? We do have it, but it's primarily uh, involving the use of social media during work hours. Yeah. And I think what you're going to see in the study that's being done for the police department is some recommendation regarding off-duty use of social media, recognizing that we are public employees and that um, how we are viewed by the public is not just by what we do at work, but what we do in our personal lives. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what they bring forward in recommendations on social media use um, and because it may help guide what we do uh, in other departments um, as well. It's amazing because uh, every day we've got news stories about somebody getting in trouble over social media. I don't know what the people, don't people realize, first of all, that if you put something on there, it goes out there and it stays out there. And uh, secondarily, everybody in the world's got a cell phone camera. You can't hide. <laughs> you can't do it. You, uh, you know, Steve, I think that's so important. And I think there's one other issue here, and that is, that many times uh, context is lost in yes, social yeah. media. So you could mean one thing and someone can read it and have a completely different interpretation. And so there's a lot of nuance and we need to remember that as well. Um, you know, I, people expect a certain behavior out of public uh, officials, out of public employees. And I've always seen that as a compliment. They expect us to be above reproach. They trust us, and they want to trust us. And so we don't want to ever give them an opportunity not to do that. Now, there's a, a lot of people out there, many people who say you, you can't trust a government, uh, government at any level. And you've got a good point there. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a high bar. Uh, are, you, uh, are you making any progress in hiring a new police chief then? Yeah, we're moving along. The um, application deadline uh, just uh, it was just, uh, I think, the end of last week, if I remember correctly. And our, we have a consulting firm that's helping us with the process. They, If you remember, they had a pretty 
uh, rigorous uh, process at the front end um, because they asked for community input and departmental input on the ideal candidate and what the attributes should be for that person. Put together all of that into a profile of the job and then use that for recruitment. And they are now reviewing the applications. Will bring forward a series of, uh, or they'll bring forward a recommendation on semifinalist, and I'll be working with a citizens committee to review their recommendations, uh, probably to look at all the candidates to make sure that uh, we're not missing someone in the process. And then that that panel, that committee, will help me interview the semifinalists. And then uh, that will happen in September. And then in early October, we will have uh, the finalists here in town, and then they'll have an opportunity to visit with uh, a a few groups in the community uh, and the mayor and council and and then the the selection committee again. And then we'll have a public forum um, in the evening uh, where each candidate will have an opportunity to field questions from those that attend the forum. Uh, And we have a tentative date for that. I think it's October 10th, if I remember correctly. Tell us about the the impact of the COVID pandemic on City Hall. Just a general statement. Yeah, it's, it's, well, and it, it, it hit us in phases like it did everyone else, right? So, we had to learn as we were moving on, uh, moving forward. Uh, early on, it was a matter of how do we keep people safe, and that meant probably closing our facilities, limiting what we were doing in terms of contact uh, with the, the public that protected our the people we serve as well as our own employees. And then trying to follow the science um, and moving forward on reopening facilities, bringing back our uh, services, and then uh, restoring and even possibly expanding services as we saw revenues come forward. And we had to make sure that they were sustainable uh, resources um, before we, you know, just jump back into doing business as we did in 2019. But it it has made us more adaptable. It has introduced new technologies, which have been embraced by our um, staff. Right. I think they have been very innovative in the way that they've been delivering service in the last couple of years. And I expect to see that moving forward. What, what impact is uh, inflation having on city government? You know, we've had a Several months here of pretty pretty record well record breaking inflation. Uh, what? Yeah, we're we're just like every household in Wichita. We're experiencing it in terms of just our daily operations. We leave enough contingency in our budget that we can deal with pr- price fluctuations in, in goods and services to a degree. Um, if we see uh, increased inflation for another year, that will have even a greater impact on operations. But what we're, where we're really seeing it and where we're getting hurt are on our capital projects. Our street projects are coming in significantly higher than they would than they did say two years ago, but more importantly, even higher than our estimates and the amount of money we put aside. So now we're making some tough decisions regarding the scope of projects or actually putting some projects on the shelf Mm. so we can finish the highest priority um, uh, projects. What about the impact, if if any, uh, about supply shortages? Is that you got enough paper clips, you think? Um, Paper clips are okay. A lot of our uh, office supplies and our daily, what we need in our daily work. We're pretty good there. But again, we're seeing it in our capital projects. Uh, we're seeing long delays 
um, in some projects. We were uh, really fortunate in the water plant because they bought a lot of their materials on the front end and stored them on site. Mm. Otherwise, we could have experienced very significant delays in the construction of the water plant. But um, you know, some other projects like bridge projects, it's going to be they're going to be dependent on the availability of steel. Is there one main uh, contractor on that water project? It's a group called Wichita Water Partners, and okay. actually, it's a few groups that uh, came together, okay. a few contractors and uh, uh, engineering firms that uh, are doing the the work on the plan. Okay, I'm out of questions now. You've you've have I you've have I covered everything you wanted me to? Well, we've talked about, I think, all of the most pertinent. We're going to, we're going to, we were talking about this before we started this morning. We're going to swap seats one of these days and let you do it. <laughs> it would be great. I think everybody wants to really know who Steve McIntosh is, especially as your career winds down. And, um, Bob, some are, would say that your career wind, was winding down several years ago, but I won't be one of those. Listen, my career has wound down about four times, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> What, 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 are uh, the, yeah. what are the biggest ahead, challenges sorry. of your job right now, Bob? I mean, you've been at it for, a, how long have you been to the city? I've been with the city for 13 years, wow. but I've been doing this business for over 40 years. Yeah, so what are the biggest challenges day to day? Well, I think we've talked about some of those challenges. Um, it's, you know, we've had limited resources um, in the entire time that I've been here. And I, one of the things that was exciting about this budget is we were able to address some basic uh, neighborhood concerns. Tra- uh, you know, we've got the issue of uh, animal control, and uh, that's in certain areas of the city that has been um, an issue. We haven't had enough people on the street uh, to be able to address uh, dogs and cats that are at large. And, you know, it's, sometimes people want to downplay that, but that is a significant issue and concern for residents. We're able, in this new budget, we're able to address uh, uh, paving streets, uh, some dirt streets that have been that way forever. And uh, they're in neighborhoods that are very disadvantaged and probably will never, would never have streets uh, paved otherwise. Um, and, uh, you know, we're able to embed social workers in the police department. And we all know that mental health issues and, and a mental health crisis uh, is responsible for many of the incidents that police are responding to. So I'm I'm proud of that. That alone, I think we'll have nine uh, mental health uh, or social work uh, professionals that will be working in the police department. Well, that, that's a significant change. We're seeing that a lot. That mental health issue is going to. That's a big one. What about? Uh, yeah. What is it about about the job that that gets you going? Do you want to jump out of bed every morning and get to get to the office? Well, there's two pieces of it. I, I got into this to make life better for folks. That was in, you know, I, I forget partisan politics, but, you know, the per, one of the people that I looked at was John Kennedy and his commitment to public service and the aspiration of, of um, a higher calling or a higher purpose in, in terms of what we do with our lives. So that, that part of it gives me joy. But I also love working with the team that we have here at the city. And you know, I know um, it's easy to just look at those folks at City Hall, but if and you know to kind of look at them in, with disdain because, as you said before, people don't always appreciate government. But we have some wonderful professionals that work here, and I continue to get compliments about the services that they provide. And I, you know, sometimes I just I, I just smile because they're going the extra mile to help serve people. I I don't like to single any specific group out, but 
you know, my forestry division, for instance, uh, they continually impress residents. And I can't tell you how many uh, calls and emails I get where people say, you know, we had a dead tree in our front yard. We're really worried about it hitting the house. And yeah. we called and the next day the tree was down. They cleaned up. They were friendly. But, they came to our door. I mean, it's that kind of service that I just, you know, I'm so happy and, and, and the, proud to be associated with. That's going to have to be the last word. We're out of time. So, okay. Hey, thanks for being with us. Our guest, Wichita City Manager Robert Layton. See you next week. I'm Steve McIntosh.